I can't go anywhere without seeing people in recovery or being recognized or recognizing somebody else. It's prevalent and it's everywhere. And it's very comforting to someone in early recovery to see they're not the only one. You're listening to Real Recovery Talk with your host, Tom Conrad. Every day, Tom helps guide people like you who have loved ones dealing with addiction. You're most likely frustrated with the situation, worried your loved one won't get better, and concerned you're not doing enough to help. This show will help you understand the tremendous struggle of addiction from your loved one's perspective. You'll hear stories of recovery, which will give you hope. And you'll understand the limits to what you can and can't do to help those you love. Tom is a certified addictions counselor who's successfully winning his own battle with drug addiction and alcoholism and has helped many others win theirs as well. It's time now for Real Recovery Talk. Here we are back again, Real Recovery Talk. I'm your host, Tom Conrad. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the top five reasons why you should come to South Florida for treatment. There's a lot of stuff in the media, TV shows and whatnot, that basically portray a picture that doesn't fairly represent South Florida and what happens here when it comes to drug addiction and alcoholism and the treatment that can be received. So that's what we're going to be discussing in this episode. We have Benjamin B. Yo, I'm here and welcome back, Tom. And that is it. It's just me and Ben. So we're going to get right into it. There is a TV show that is titled Dope Sick Nation. Dope Sick Nation is a TV show that is on Viceland. It's basically a TV show that represents South Florida and what the treatment industry is like, or it tries to paint this picture for the average person or say you, the parent or the loved one that is looking for treatment for your child or whoever it may be. If you were to stumble across this TV show, what would be the likelihood of you sending your kid to treatment in South Florida? If I'm answering that question, I would not. Yeah, I mean, you you turn on the TV and you look at this T and you're watching this TV show, and then all of a sudden you see all you see is a bunch of kids running around that are dope sick, hence the title Dope Sick Nation, and talks about how just kids are identified as an insurance policy and they don't really get the treatment that they need. And we are here to say that some of that is accurate. We're not gonna say that like Dope Sick Nation has totally missed the mark here. I think the show itself is produced pretty well, and they do some of the things that they say and some of the things that they do and what they represent is accurate, but that is not the reality of it. Like That's not what takes place day in and day out. It's actually the opposite. So that's why we're doing this episode. We want you to know and to hear from us why we think South Florida is the place to come for treatment. Ben, just real quick, give me your thoughts so the audience can hear. What is your opinion on that TV show? So a couple podcasts ago, I can't quite remember which episode it was, but we actually briefly touched on it. This show had just come out and I kind of brought up how it was already a bit misleading on 
here they are driving through South Florida on the highway. There's the exit for West Palm Beach. And they're talking about how addicts come down from up north and they get basically stuck in this vortex of chaos. And it is a very poor representation of what the truth is. You know, and I'll throw this out there that I love Vice News. You know, I've been subscribing to them on YouTube before they were on HBO. Absolutely one of my favorite. Unfortunately, I'm going to say for the first time ever, and maybe it's because I'm in this field, that they may have dropped the ball a little bit. I'm not going to say it's entirely their fault because the truth is, is that they're seeking out what's really going on down here in South Florida. But a couple things I want to point out. One of the things that I mentioned in the previous podcast was that here they were trying to get some individuals into treatment. But the backlog story is, is that some of the individuals that they're trying to get into treatment, they failed to let the audience know that these people have previously been to some really good treatment centers down here in South Florida. And a couple individuals, and you know, I have nothing but love for all drug addicts, but I will say that a few of them that were in the episodes came down here and did not do the right thing. They got involved with client brokering, and I, I was kind of saddened to see that they, not that not everybody deserves a chance, because everybody does deserve a chance, but they were seeking out scholarships for individuals who came down to South Florida, and while they weren't 100% at fault, really added to the problem down here. What do you mean by they were seeking out scholarships? Within our industry, very oftentimes you have people that have come down here to South Florida with an insurance policy or their parents pay cash or family loved one or they did. And a lot of times they go through treatment and they don't get it on their first time. What ends up happening is because they've left the job or because they turned 26 and now they're off their parents' insurance policy, they've lost their coverage. So they kind of get stuck down here. And at that point, treatment centers will oftentimes offer out scholarships. However, scholarships in South Florida have thus become pretty limited because there's been a huge crackdown on what we call client brokering down here, body brokering, you know, referring to these are the treatment centers that and scrupulous owners that, as Tom previously mentioned, look look at individuals are nothing but an insurance policy. But here's what I want to point out. This is where I think Dope Sick Nation really dropped the ball. I could pick this stuff out from a mile away. And unfortunately, you know, I, I saw the new the new ad come up for the latest episode coming out and I and I said, I, I told you this was coming. You know, the the individual and Again, I you know, I don't want to bash anybody, but Tom asked me a question earlier. If I saw this TV show, would I send my kid to treatment? I'm not trying to offend anybody, but professionals in this field don't show up to do an intervention wearing a can I curse? Go for it. Wearing a fuck heroin t shirt with a flat brim hat and their pants hanging around their ankles. I'm sorry. It's not a representation of professionals in our field. Again, I don't mean to offend anybody. I know that intentions are usually very good, but like they say, the road to hell was paved with good intentions. If I'm a parent, because I meet a lot of parents, and as a professional in this field, I think about my presentation. As a person who has recovered and who is also a, a professional in this field, I need to present myself that way. And unfortunately... Vice picked out to represent the detox that's being represented had only opened 
weeks previous. They didn't find a place that is well-established with a good reputation, so to speak, and good track record. They found a place that just opened its doors and that are using marketers at the facility that I work at. We truthfully, we don't use marketers. What we do is we focus on the quality of our program and our reputation builds from there. And people come to us because of the services we offer, not because we have the best street marketers. So the one of the individual markers on this show or marketers on this show ended up, from what I could tell from the preview, relapsing, you know, and part of what quote he said, I got back on sub maintenance. If you listen to some of our past episodes, yes, addicts use Suboxone to get high. And unfortunately, working in this field, I saw this coming. You know, you got a guy that's claiming that he didn't work on his own recovery. Truth of the matter is, I don't believe he was ever set up from success to begin with. You know, and again, not his fault. If the guy asked me to sponsor him, I would show him the message that we carry. And unfortunately, I say not his fault because on previous episodes, we've also talked about there's people in the 12-step rooms and in treatment that are dying because they're not getting the right message. And that message is being continued to be carried, such as shows like this. And this is not what South Florida treatment looks like. It isn't. There's great places down here. And I'm just, it hurts my heart to see that, again, this is how it was portrayed. I believe Vice probably had good intentions. I know that the individuals on this show trying to help other addicts have good intentions. But again, as a professional in this field that works for a very reputable place and works with other reputable places down here, all addictive behavior being shown throughout that show from the people that are supposed to be in a position of helping. They never got out of the lifestyle. You can't stay street and be down here trying to help people. Well, I think with the individual in particular that we think has relapsed, you, I mean, it is unfortunate because he is right. Like he puts other people's recovery ahead of his own. And that's ultimately what is left to happen. There is a saying down here that whatever you put in front of your recovery, you will lose. So in other words, your recovery has to be first. And again, I don't think that they don't have like... They have the right intentions, but it's just being portrayed in a way that could probably go about a little bit differently. It's like, you know, show the other side. Now, we know Vice News and any news outlets, at least my opinion, is they're looking for a story. They want to know what is people going to watch. And again, it's produced well, and but it doesn't show the full picture. It just shows like one little piece of this whole entire thing. And it's unfortunate because the people that watch this show... If they're uneducated or they don't know any better, they're going to take that as truth. And that's not good for people like us that are down here doing the right thing. If I had to sum it up, it comes down to one of the things that the show portrays is that they run around chasing addicts through the hood, right? And is there a time and place for that? Yes, there is a time and place for that. Tom and I have driven down into a pretty bad part of Boynton Beach to pick up a gentleman, you know, and had him dump his his heroin, his syringes, and his crack in, the, in a garbage can, you know. It was an ugly situation all around. You know, there are times and places to do that, but that is not all this is. Someone that is a true interventionist looks to inspire people 
into sobriety. You don't go running around, chasing them around in the hood. You show them through your own recovery, if you're in recovery. You know, there's so many people that are showing up that need help that we don't need to spend time chasing people. And that's the thing is that it's not necessarily wanting to help. It's knowing how and when that is so important. And that is, in my opinion, what Dope Sick Nation, where they drop the ball, is the, the how this should be done properly, when it should be done. In a previous episode uh, with my buddy Ron V, we talk about premature intervention. And that's essentially what's going on in this show, nonstop, premature intervention. You know, we're chasing people around, trying to convince them to go into treatment, waiting for the day. If done properly, which unfortunately, in my opinion, it was portrayed not done properly, you know, we have success in good, credible places. Again, it comes down to they didn't find an established place with a good reputation. They found a place that just opened weeks previous and unfortunately doesn't have a track record. Didn't have a bad one, didn't have a good one, just had none. Right. All right, so let's go into now why we think that South Florida is a good place to go to treatment. The first one being is that there's a good recovery community down here. And it, it's in particular, it's, it is a 12-step community. So I'll Ben, I'm going to let you go off on this one for a minute, but talk a little bit about why the 12-step community here is key. Very simple. There is a meeting on every corner at every hour down here in South Florida. It's actually really amazing. The culture as far as 12-step down here and the recovery community in itself doesn't even necessarily have to be 12-step in particular, but the recovery community down here is widespread and it blows my mind how many places I go on a daily basis, walk into somewhere and someone says, hey, I recognize you. You're in recovery, right? And, you know, me, I'm not big on the anonymity thing. I don't care if my anonymity gets blown, if it means helping people and inspiring people. But I can't go anywhere without seeing people in recovery or being recognized or recognizing somebody else. It's prevalent and it's everywhere. And it's very comforting to someone in early recovery to see they're not the only one. Yeah. And if you have a bunch of people that are in recovery that are have the right recovery, People have heard me say a million times over, you end up becoming a product of your environment. And South Florida fosters a good environment for people to come and get clean. They really do. Like There are more people down here doing the right thing than there are bad. And you got to stick with those people. And it's very easy to do here. But it is also very easy to fall into, or not fall into, but to find the people that don't really want to be clean. And if that's the group that you veer towards, then that's what you're going to end up getting. But there is a strong 12-step community here, probably the biggest in the United States. The next thing would be, there's no stigma tied. You know, when I came to Florida for treatment, I knew that nobody knew who I was. I had a 100% clean Slate. I could become who I wanted to become. I could act like the person that I wanted to become. I can portray somebody new. I had a fresh start, per se. And that is oftentimes very beneficial for somebody because they don't want to identify anymore as that 
heroin addict junkie that would steal from their parents and rob their grandparents, you know? So they have that fresh start. What do you have for that? In layman's terms, it can do a lot for self-esteem. If you're in a new place, I can speak on that from my own position in recovery, where when I came back to South Florida after being in Minnesota for four years, I got sober down in South Florida. Being down here, not knowing anybody, it's exactly that. I didn't have this fear of running into people who knew the truth about me. For a little while, I got to, I'm not huge on this saying, but the fake it till you make it thing, I got, like Tom was saying, I got to portray somebody new. In a way, for what it's worth, I pretended to be something new. And my whole thing is, is if I pretend and I say the right things long enough, eventually my actions might start to catch up. So it's these new ideas It's this new idea of myself that I get to put out there. The other thing is the acceptance from people down here. There is very little stigma in South Florida. Everybody in South Florida knows somebody in addiction and somebody in recovery. One of the things that I very often see is if somebody's looking for a job in early recovery, how many times they go into a place and they're like, oh, the manager disclosed to me that they're in recovery and they want to give me a shot. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Because if I know in certain towns up in Minnesota, if I walked in, I'm like, yeah, I'm in recovery. They'd be, they'd probably pass on to the next application, right? You know, but down here, people will give you a shot because you are in recovery. You know, and people down here, part of this culture, they they recognize that everyone deserves a chance. Some of the best employees end up being people in recovery because the principles they live their life by today. Yeah. And we tell a lot of even our clients that like that claim they can't find a job or, you know, they don't know where to go and look. It boils down to just plain utter. It's laziness to a certain degree. But we tell people you have to understand the opportunity that you have just within the meetings. Now, I know meetings are that is a place to go and get your medicine per se for, you know, addict or an alcoholic. But you also have before the meeting which is a great opportunity to meet new people, to meet fresh faces. You never know who you're going to run into. And then you also have after the meeting to do the same. So we tell people, get to the meeting 20 minutes before it starts. Stick around 20 minutes after it ends. Talk with people. Mingle. You never know who you're going to run into or what opportunities lie within that. There's people down here that own and operate multi-million dollar businesses that are in Alcoholics Anonymous, that that's a big part of their life. And you never know, you can run into, you know, and it's funny, I was with Mark Bell, who we, I just had an opportunity to record an episode with him. And he asked on the same topic, what is it that people do? Like whenever they get clean and they get sober how do they go out and find work and how do they do these things? And I said, Mark, it's really, it lies within them. They have an opportunity to do whatever they want because prior getting clean, prior getting sober, in my opinion, that is a, that's a completely separate life. I was reborn. My new life started September 16th, 2010. I could rewrite that however I wanted. And I told him, I said, most people in recovery, they have an unfair advantage than those that aren't. Because we can do whatever we want. We can 
become whoever we want to become. And a lot of people that haven't gone through what we have gone through, they don't have that opportunity because they just go through everyday life thinking that this is just the way that it's going to be and I have to deal with it. You know, so they can go out and meet whoever they want to meet, get whatever job they want to get, you know, and they have that fresh start. They have that clean slate that they get to build off of. It's like a perfect movie plot, if I had to put it that way, like as an analogy. How many movies do we watch where there's a family that's struggling in a certain town and they're like, we're going to get out of this town and move here and start fresh? Well, as people in recovery, by going to treatment, we get the opportunity to do that. We fulfill that movie script. Like it, it, it can't be any more simple. You know, we get the opportunity to get the restart that so many people, other people wish that they got, which leads us right into geographical change. Reason number three. Reason number three. So geographical change, we've talked about this also on previous episodes. That was episode, episode 38. 38. There are so many benefits to getting out of your hometown, you know, and they completely tie into the first couple, a new place a new you, get to portray something different. The idea that getting out of the environment that you're in where there's triggers, so to speak, we've touched on it before. What's the likelihood of success if you're going to treatment in the town that you're from and your same dope dealer lives right around the corner that you grew up with? You know, it's the chances that your car is going to drive itself there, pretty good, right? So number two is you get a fresh start. But really, we should have flip-flopped those. The second one should be the geographical change, getting out of your stomping grounds, which sets you up for the fresh start. So geographical change is a great reason to come to South Florida. Get out of wherever you're from. I'm from Pittsburgh area. Nobody knows. Few people know where Newcastle, Pennsylvania is. If you do know where that is, hit me up. But I needed to get out of there, and South Florida just so happened to be the place that I came to, and I haven't left. And now I'm trying to get my dad down here, but that's proven to be more difficult. So number four is there is so much to do here in South Florida that you can be so busy doing cool stuff, you don't have time to think about going out and getting high or going out and running with the wrong people, or going out and chasing girls, or chasing guys. You know, there's so many things down here that you can do all year round. The recreational activities that's here, we take our clients, what are some of the things that we do with them? Oh, geez. We go surfing. We go snorkeling. We've been horseback riding. We go out on the boat and hold group sessions on Peanut Island off of Palm Beach, Kayaking, paddleboarding. We take them out on a pontoon boat. Like there's so many different things that we can take them to do. I always like to throw it out there. When I talk to parents, they get really excited about the facility that I work at. We focus a lot on adventure therapy stuff. While I don't believe adventure therapy is the most effective treatment in itself, what it does in essence is it shows alcoholics and addicts who probably have no interest outside of shooting dope and drinking booze, that there's other things in life to enjoy. You know, when I first got sober, if you took me out snorkeling, to be honest with you, I would probably be miserable. But we keep trying and we keep trying and we keep taking them. And maybe it turns into a love. You know, I've had a few clients here that 
I've taken surfing and all of a sudden they're wanting to buy a new surfboard and they think they found a new love, you know, a new hobby. That sounds like something I would do, by the way. <laughs> Even more important than that, though, in, in the aspect of a therapeutic community, when our clinicians, myself, Tom, when we get out there with the clients and we're doing recreational activities with them, the guard is dropped. All the walls of the clients get dropped because here we are out in an environment that's fun and we can be human beings together. It's not professional and client. It's two human beings being sober together, doing a sober activity and communicating in a way that shows people recovery can be so much more than just focusing. I'm not picking up today. I'm not picking up today. I'm not picking up today. If you can get that off of their mind for just a little bit and show them that the obsession can be removed in the beginning, just temporarily, they know that that can happen further in the future. What I mean by the obsession being removed is when you first get sober, that mental obsession for the drug is, I can't even put it into words, it's super, super powerful. But if you can get someone's mind off of it for 10 minutes while they're out snorkeling or out on a boat or out surfing, that's 10 minutes of obsession. They say, next time, maybe I can get 11 minutes. It creates a therapeutic community and hope. There's so much to it. So much to it. Yeah. And they, they're also developing different, like a lot of people that come down here from the Northeast, they don't, they've never had this opportunity in their life to go surfing or to do any of these sorts of things. So it also gives them an opportunity to develop some hobbies that they enjoy. The next thing is now we obviously have a treatment center here, Rock Recovery Center. We are not the only good treatment center in South Florida. There are multiple good treatment centers in South Florida. And I have done, or we have done previous episodes that will help you determine what is a good treatment center and what's not. And that can be done through a series of different questions and just doing some proper research. Uh, you can always Google things and look at reviews and stuff like that. But we're here to tell you that South Florida, there are a ton of treatment centers down here that are doing very, 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 very good work. And people come here, they do get clean, they do get sober. I'd kind of like to, to tie this into what we were talking about at first with uh, Vice and Dope Sick Nation. I don't want to point out that they didn't choose a place that had any kind of track record, you know, without bringing some sort of solution. Tom just mentioned Rock, where we work. You know, I'm just going to throw it out there because they're going to say, well, name some places. You know, there's places like Desert Rose, Beach House, Banyan Treatment Center, BHOP, Behavioral Health of the Palm Beaches that have been around for years and years. And Tom, you could probably name a few more, but there are good places down here. In no way, shape or form do I want to portray that there's places out there that have bad intentions because those places are becoming fewer and fewer down here. You know, I don't know for those that are aware, but the FBI has a task force down here to crack down on scrupulous treatment centers. And what I wish is that someone with the, the news and media coverage like Vice News has would finally come down here and cover the right places. And like Tom said, I know it's about ratings, but there is great treatment down here. 
places that have been down here for years and years doing the right thing. And all I ever see is the bad coverage. Yeah. When you're on any news outlet, it's always the bad coverage. You know, we always talk about that is that's what people want to see, unfortunately. But I would even argue though, okay, you're going to show me all the bad stuff, but if I'm a parent, I don't know where to look for the good stuff. So you're showing me all the bad stuff, but can you tell me where the good stuff is? Can you tell me where I can find the solution? Again, because these TV shows and these news outlets that are doing these things, they're not inherently wrong in what they say or what they do or what they portray, but there's more to it than just that. And it's not a fair representation because there's good places out there. Any final thoughts? You know, I just want to make it clear that as a guy in recovery, it is not my intention to bash any place or any individual whatsoever. I just, I'm so deeply saddened by the coverage that does happen that I felt like I needed to say something. I don't think, again, that anybody has ill will or intentions in any of what we have talked about today. And I wish everybody the best. And a solid future in recovery. And if you're in this field, you know, maybe there's people listening to this that say, we do good things too. If you are, reach out to us. Heck, man, come on our show and talk with us. You, If you're a good treatment center or an owner or an employee at a good treatment center and you believe in what they're doing, contact us. Come sit down and do a podcast with us. We want to hear, hear that from you too, you know, because I know that we're not the only ones feeling this way. All I want in the world is for people to have the same opportunity that I got. You know, some good, clean, honest recovery. There you go. So that is it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to go to realrecoverytalk.com forward slash checklist to get your checklist and to make sure that you are sending your loved one to somewhere that it's good. That is reputable. And it basically covers all the bases, all the questions that you probably have in that checklist. You can find the answers to. And also go to realrecoverytalk.com forward slash Facebook to get into our private Facebook group. And that is just some additional support for you. And until then, we will see y'all later. You've been listening to Real Recovery Talk with Tom Conrad. If you'd like to have a confidential conversation about your specific situation, give Tom a call on his direct line at 561-220-7163. Or if you'd prefer, you can chat with Tom live at realrecoverytalk.com. As always, if this show is a benefit to you, please give it a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or wherever you discover your favorite podcasts. Thank you for being part of our mission to bring hope and healing to our loved ones struggling with addiction, as well as wisdom and comfort to those of us around them.